Welcome to the Designers Business Community Podcast, where Eric will be having conversations with other designers and share ideas, struggles, and tips relating to their businesses. Building a business could feel isolating, and that's exactly why we want to have these conversations to help you in your journey. Now sit back, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, it's Eric Lee with Starfish Coaching and Designers Business Academy. I'm excited to be bringing you another interview with my Founder Success Interview Series. This time, I have the honor of inviting Sarah Adnan of ElevateLiving.ca onto our show, and she has extensive background in the corporate world. She left that and started her own interior design business. She also has great knowledge around marketing, so she's going to be dropping some great tips for us in this podcast. Now, let's welcome Sarah. All right. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for uh, for being on my podcast here. Pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. Great. Let me just give a short intro about you, and then you can give the longer version. But uh, Sarah Adnan uh, has a is with Elevate Living and she has a great YouTube channel that she's building. I love your content on there. And that's actually how I found you. Um, but yeah, I want to kind of hand it over to you just so you can introduce uh, yourself a little bit, your background and how you became an interior designer. My story is very interesting. And it's something that I, fe- I found that a lot of people resonated with, which is I come from a completely different background, which is not design. So I went to business school, I graduated from UFT, and right after school, I got a job in the world of marketing. And since then, I had been working in the corporate world for, I think, about six or seven years. And then the pandemic happened, and I was like, oh my goodness, everyone's working from home. This is my opportunity to go back to school, like work, but then also be in school at the same time. So I did design in that in that time. I, I enrolled myself in a course, and I was like, you know, maybe this is something that I've always enjoyed. Like, I always had an eye for it. I was sitting there with my mom watching HGTV shows and I knew that it was something of really high interest to me. But I never thought about it as a career because growing in a, you know, a South Asian background, like becoming a designer is not a career of choice that you get promoted <laughs> to. So right. it was never in my mind as like my profession. But then as an adult, I was like, okay, you know what? Parents are far away in a separate house and I'm in my own house. I can maybe do this. And that's when I started doing the design course. And right after I graduated, I felt like, you know, coming from a business background, it only felt natural for me to start my own business. Mm-hmm. I could have definitely gone the route of working for an established design firm, being a, being a junior designer and then making my way up there. But I just kind of had that moment where I was like, you know, I know marketing, I know how to do it. I've done it for many reputable brands for a while. And maybe I can apply that same, you know, structure and thinking into my own brand and my own business. And that's how Elevated Living came into being in 2000, in 2020 is when I uh, launched my brand in the summer. And since then, I've just been working 24 hours a day and, and making it launch, being active on YouTube, sharing my stories, sharing my experiences, and finding that there's so many people around the world in so many different parts that resonate with that same story. That, you know, they are in a job that don't necessarily enjoy. They want to switch their career paths. They want to do this as a hobby, but don't know how to get started. So that's why they, you know, come 
and look at my kind of experience and learn from the struggles that I've faced, but also some of the wins that I've faced and how to navigate through those challenges and all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, what I find really interesting is you're probably one of the few interior designers that I know that actually had a business background or at least went to school for business and marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause most designers, they don't like, you know, they don't get taught that in school first of all. And then also they've never had uh, any previous business background. Mm-hmm. Uh, even myself, when I started my design company, I had to learn all the business uh, on my own. Right. right. So maybe share with us how that has helped you by having that kind of business background in your interior design business. I think it's definitely helped me. It's given me that advantage because I know that the word marketing itself can be super intimidating for people who are just not from that world, right? Like they they don't understand digital marketing too well. Social media is a very intimidating uh, space to be in if you're not really active on it. So I definitely had an advantage there. But I think, um, and I can talk a little bit about that, but I think even coming from a business background, I still learned so much being an entrepreneur and being a business owner for yourself because the stakes are just completely different, right? Yeah. You are running your business as one person and you are responsible for generating revenue. You are responsible for generating growth in your income just to survive, like pay your bills because you would no longer have, you know, a biweekly paycheck that's coming from a corporation So the stakes are a lot higher. And in that situation, you just have to really be strategic in how you want to make your business flourish and not just, you know, collapse. And I think um, that to me, more than my teachings in school, that all came with my experience working for the larger organizations. So I worked for, I think I would say three three different organizations small firm large firm and as well as a startup so so among those three firms i was able to understand how does structure work how does process work what does it mean to set up a meeting like what does it mean to set up your smart goals right s-m-a-r-t what what does that truly mean and how can you actually make sure that you follow through with those goals so those are some of the things that i definitely learned by from my superiors So the directors that I reported into, the managers that I reported into, I was lucky that I had such a good, strong group of people that were kind of leading me and coaching me and and telling me that if you want to get better at something, these are the things you need to put in place. Um, But one thing that I had to teach myself was discipline entirely on my Mm -hmm. own, because Mm -hmm. when you are trying to run your business, you have full freedom. That's that's an idea that people love, right? The flexibility. Um, people love that idea and that's why they go towards entrepreneurship but if you really do it right you actually don't have any freedom because you are working constantly right and where does that come from it comes from discipline it comes from teaching yourself that every monday to sunday not monday to friday monday to sunday i'm going to wake up and i'm going to accomplish x y and z because if i don't do that i'm not going to make that i'm not going to close that client i'm not going to you know increase my followers on Instagram. So those are things that you definitely need to teach yourself and perseverance above all, because I'm sure you and so many other designers who are trying to run their business, they know that things don't come like this, you know? Yeah. It's very different in, in an organization or in a company when you work, you perform, you get paid, you get a bonus. Like the, um, the basically the reward is instant, right? Yeah. Like you're working for 
an established company. But when you're working for yourself, the reward is definitely not instant and it takes a long time. And I think that's where perseverance really comes in play. You just have to understand that I'm going to put in a lot of time and a lot of effort because I want that reward to come in later and for that reward to be really big and that big paycheck, which, you know, Elon Musk and all these big business owners are getting, right? Um, So that's, I I think, just a little bit of advantage that I had, but then also teaching a lot of those principles on Right. Yeah. Well, you know, you bring up a good point. And I have actually a free business assessment on my website where I actually ask a bunch of questions and it's designed to filter out someone's mindset because truly not everyone is has what it takes to run their own business. Just like what you talk about, that self-discipline and that like, are you willing to put in the effort to grind away at it? Mm-hmm. You know, there's just a certain mindset that you need to start your own business. Mm-hmm. So I totally hear what you're talking about and it's, it's so true. Um, this podcast um, is to help new business owners interior designers and such just understand a bit more about the business side because we don't have access to that in design school and you know you don't have mentors that's lining up to teach you things mm-hmm. so I, I like to bring uh, experts and uh, other interior design business owners up here so that they can share um, and I think, um, during during the business school process and because yes. the school that I went to, I definitely learned a lot about, you know, space planning and color theory and principles of design, which is like theoretically, it's it's crucial for you to have that uh, basic yeah. knowledge. But I think um, one advice that I would give to the people that are listening is, you know, you have to seek out other mentors by attending workshops you have to you know always be on the lookout for free seminars or paid seminars or whatever the case is you know maybe there's a designer that you really like and she's in town she's about to do uh you know like a one hour session and you want to make sure that you're a part of those because every time i find those opportunities i no matter how late in the day it is how far it is if it's going to take me two hours i make sure i go and i never come out disappointed either i come out super inspired that you know what this person also struggled but look at where they are they're so successful so i'm going to keep doing it and the second thing i always learn is all successful people have an aligned goal in mind. They don't have a hustle goal in mind. Cause I think sometimes in this like business world and entrepreneurship, we get, we get thrown this culture of grinding and hustling, which is like working, working, working. And, and I feel like that can be working to an, a disadvantage to us because you shouldn't always feel desperate. You shouldn't always be grinding to feel desperate to do work. You should always have an aligned goal in mind. And that is a three year, a five year goal. So that you know this is what you're aiming for and you can take the right moves and climb up the ladder accordingly to get to that aligned goal and not be distracted by, oh, this is coming this way, that's coming this way. And then you've taken on a bunch of jobs or a bunch of things and now you're like, I'm feeling overwhelmed and stressed. And and I, I'm saying that from experience because when I first started out, I was like, let's do everything, let's do everything. And then I faced burnout and now I'm just like, you know what? It's fine. I'm only a three-person team. If a job is coming and I can't take it on, I will pass, right? Because that's just your aligned goal. Like you realize that's how you want to continue your business. Yeah, that's a great tip. Yeah, because it's really the difference between being proactive at planning out your goal versus reactive to everything that comes down, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's so cool. 
Um, now, you had the benefit of working for different corporations and be exposed to business. But if you were to share with new interior designers coming on board with no business background, is there any tip that you would give to kind of get some of that business experience or how, how would they kind of ramp that up? Oh, there's lots of things you can do, but I think the very first thing that any person can do for themselves is to just do it. I think the business mentality is everything needs to be perfect. You need to have your financials in place. You need to have like your accounting and your numbers and forecasting. Yes, to a certain degree, and maybe six months into your business, you should have a solid, you know, forecasting of what your financials should be looking like. But let's say I am someone who made the decision today that I'm going to start my business, then tomorrow I should not feel overwhelmed to get to that six month, you know, like break, just, just take it a bit slowly at first and just do it and, and don't expect it to be perfect right from the get go. And I say that right. because I have people that message from me from different parts of the world, from India, you know, Africa and, and asking me, Oh, like you're doing so well. And in such a short amount of time. And I always say, I'm like, it's because you're seeing the best version of my work online. You're seeing, if you go on my website, you're going to see the most flawless execution of my jobs and you know, my portfolio. Why would you ever see any of the challenges? Right? Because of course right. I'm trying to get more clients and I'm trying to get close more jobs. But three years ago, if you looked at my website it looked like a grade five student made it you know if you went to my social media page i was taking pictures of like vases and fake flowers and i was like you know here's how i would decorate a vase but i that's how you just start you, you have to start somewhere but if you go to my instagram page now you'll see like built-in walls but you have to get there right and right that's what a lot of people forget is when they see other people's performance and growth from a business standpoint, they're like, this is what my business should be at, like right away. No, like take your time and getting there. You should make mistakes at the very beginning. If you don't make mistakes, then you will never learn. And then what's the point of doing what you're doing? The only way that I learned how to make a better website is because my first one sucked. And I realized that, you know, I made... SEO mistakes. I didn't do this properly or, you know, I didn't have like a traffic at, like in place or anything like that. And so now my website is better. It's not the best still, but if you talk to me five years from now, your my website's going to look even better. So, um, I'm not sure if that like gives, gives that business mindset, but I just want to dispel that myth that if you don't have a business background, doesn't mean that you won't do well in it because it's a learning process. You just have to remind yourself that it's not going to be perfect. Make sure you have structures in place because without a structure, you will scramble and you will get clients taking advantage of you because you don't have right. a structure in place. So what do you hold anybody accountable for, right? Have procedures in place for yourself even. And if you at a time are ready to scale up and are hiring employees to help you, those procedures are only going to help them with best practices. So you don't have to spend countless hours and energy training them because you can be like, hey, this is my playbook. This is a list of best practices. Here you go and work for me now, right? So right. from the very beginning, invest your time in putting those structures and procedures in place. Yeah, no, I think that's so true. Um, it, it's, it's a great tip, especially for those perfectionists, which a lot of designers are, right? Yes. So 
don't wait until your business plan or things are perfect before you launch. Just do it. Right. Uh, it's an iterative process. You're going to learn as you go, and then you'll just make a better version 2.0. No big deal. Unless you are going on Shark Tank and you have an amazing, <laughs> innovative product, then please make sure it works before you go and be a perfectionist. But in our line of work, you know, like you said, we are creative minds and creativity is, is ever evolving. So you might find that you did a job today that was great according to your standards, but then you'll look back in and you'll be like, oh, like, why did I do that? You know, but it's, it's, it's an evolving process and you just have to start and you just have to do it. Yeah, no, so true. Um, now what's interesting about you is you actually have a really extensive marketing background. So mm -hmm. I'd love you to kind of maybe share some tips around marketing or if you have different tools that apply for interior designers, it'd be mm -hmm. great for the audience. I think when it comes to marketing, we're living in an era today which operates very differently from, let's say, even 10 years ago, right? 10 years ago, a lot of companies and a lot of uh, business owners relied on traditional forms of marketing, such as paid advertising on billboards, a newspaper, print, digital. Those are all of the basic radio. Um, those are the platforms in which a company decided to advertise in. And the mm -hmm. second thing was you needed a lot of financial investment to do that because buying a spot on a newspaper or on a radio obviously costs money. But now we are in this wonderful day and age where marketing can be free, right? Yes. You, people didn't think that marketing could ever be free. Like no matter what form of marketing you did, whether it was direct message, direct mailing and, you know, mailboxes, coupons, whatever, always had a price tag. But now marketing has gone so digital that you can start your business and start marketing right away by being active on social media. Mm -hmm. You have Instagram, you have TikTok, which is now going off the roof. You have yes. Facebook and you have YouTube, right? I, when I was starting out, I was in school and I hadn't established, like I hadn't created my brand or I hadn't launched or anything. But when I was in school, I created my page on Instagram and I started sharing my knowledge and I started sharing my creative process. So I'm not a designer yet, but if I was, this is how I would design a room. I would put mood boards together. I would, you know, put my thoughts on color, you know, color selection. Like I would pair blue with like brass, you know, and things like that. And that, gained an audience for me that gained credibility for me right. so that a year later when i was done school and i was ready to launch my business i came out on instagram and i said guess what i just graduated and i'm ready to take on clients right and that's how and i'm and i'm, I'm not saying that all oh, people who were following me like were ready to hire me definitely not but who knows that the person who was part of my journey from the very beginning five years later might convert into a, into a job, right? Might think of me, oh, actually, I do know a designer and her name is Sarah, I'm going to reach out to her. Right. So again, these are not instant like conversions that you get, but it's free source of marketing and you need to really utilize those tools to your advantage. Even if you're someone who's not comfortable in front of the camera, there's just so many different other ways in which you can still be active on social media. You can you can start engagement with fellow other designers. One of the greatest things that I learned by putting myself out on social media was networking with other designers who were starting off at the same time as me. So right. I actually created an engagement pod where I added five designers from the school that I was in. And in that, in that engagement pod, like in, in the group chat, 
we just shared with each other the struggles. And it, that was so helpful because it was an outlet where we could release our stress. You know, I've, I've heard a psychiatrist say that you cannot go to your partner in life for everything. Like, yes, they're there, your husband, your wife, they're there for love and support, but you cannot go to them for business advice. You cannot go to them for so many other things. And for that reason, you have to seek and advice of someone who's in the field, just like how you would go to a fitness trainer to seek exercising advice, right? Right. Those outlets provide you, you know, a mean to release your stress and say, hey, I have this client who's really nitpicky on this specific pricing strategy that I have. How, what can I do to resolve this? And they will be more than happy to share what they've done, what mm -hmm. worked for them. And that's just how we've grown. Like I made so many designer friends through this little, you know, thing. and we still share with each other. Oh, I just got like this contract, but I don't know if I'm charging enough. Do you think that's fair according right. to like Toronto pricing and things like that? So, um, so when it comes to marketing, like definitely use social media to, to your advantage right away. And, and again, you don't need to be perfect right when you start off, just start by like little advices, start by like, telling people that this is what you would do, how you would style it, how you would decorate it, build that credibility so that people can think of you when they're looking to get a job. Yeah, no, that's so true. It's uh, this, this day and age is just amazing. And, you know, even with COVID now and the online tools that we can communicate with clients, it's just broken so many barriers that was traditionally there, right? So, yeah, I think that's so important. And that point about having that community, I totally resonate. And that's actually why I created my own Facebook group called Designers Business Community. And that's specifically for designers that just want to pick someone else's brain because we feel like we can't ask another designer. But yes. really, like that's just our own limitation, right? Yes, they're compared on, on one side, but then when you reach out to someone, um, what I've noticed when I was uh, younger is when I reach out to a more senior designer, they're more than willing to help. That's just the way it is. Um, yeah, so I think that's a good encouragement is don't be afraid to just reach out. Even even if it says, hey, I'm new, I want to be, like, I have some questions, do you mind a coffee? I right. bet you most designers will say yes. Yes, yeah. I've had I've, that experience with myself. Like I, I remember there was a time where I really, really, really wanted to work with a builder because I was like, you know, I maybe client facing was wearing me out, like being the, front face of everything um, was really starting to tire me. So I went on this, you know, rampage of messaging builders and other established designers of being like, hey, do you want to work or collaborate as with me coming on as a freelancer? Not necessarily as like your forever employee, but, you know, I have a design background and I have an eye for it. Like if you have a one-off project that you're like, hey, I actually need to bring a designer on, consider me and, right. and you know, most of the time I got the response that, Hey, like we're not looking, but there was a designer that I really look up to. She's based in here in Oakville and her designs are absolutely gorgeous and super unique. And she said, yes, like I'll, I would love yeah. to meet you for coffee. And I was so honored and I was so happy. And if I thought that, Oh, why would I reach out? She wouldn't even bother. Then I would have never gotten on that coffee date. And then I would have never gotten an opportunity to collaborate with her on one of her Toronto jobs. I helped her style and decorate for one of her photo shoots and just being there with her for six hours with her and her team. I learned so much. Like here's this like top of the line Toronto based designer who has custom built projects that she, you know she gets. And I'm here just being in her like, 
in her shadow working, helping with her. So that was such an invaluable experience that it all came from an email that I had sent out. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. It works. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of times we just stop ourselves from sending that email or reaching out. Right. Right. That's great. Well, hey, thank you, Sarah. You've, you've shared some great knowledge here. Um, share with the audience how someone can get in touch with you, whether they want some uh, design service or even just to reach out for some advice. Yes, I love talking to people because I do get asked so many of these questions all the time. So the best way to reach out to me is to send me a direct message. If you if you are a client, send me an email at sarah at elevated-living.ca and I will direct you to my website, which has a list of all of our services. But if you are somebody who's just looking to get some advice and a fellow designer who's looking to get some you know coffee chats in place, then just send me a direct message on my Instagram, which is Elevated Living by Sarah. I'm super active on there. And then from there, if you want to move the conversation over to coffee or in-person chat, then happy to do that. I'm also actually active on YouTube. I try to make videos once a week. I know that's a pretty big goal, but I try to do it. So um, very much like you, I just love sharing the knowledge and all of the learnings and shortcomings that I experienced throughout this journey. And I just share it on YouTube and see hopefully somebody can benefit from it too. That's awesome. Thank you so much again, Sarah. Thanks for dropping the knowledge. And yes, check out Sarah's uh, YouTube page and elevate-living.ca webpage. Thank you so much for having me. And hopefully we can continue to be connected and hopefully I'll see you in Vancouver. (laughs) Yes, for sure. I would love you to visit here. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I hope you enjoyed that podcast with Sarah Adnan, where she shared with us some great marketing ideas. If you're a new interior design startup, take her advice and just get started. Don't wait to be too perfect. And if you need help, feel free to check out the free resources I have for new interior designers starting up at designersbusinessacademy.net. If you like this, please share it with your contacts so that we can help more interior designers start their business successfully. Thanks for listening to the Designers Business Community Podcast. For more conversations with designers, please follow our podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. You can also join our Facebook group to connect with other designers near you. For business success tips, you can visit our Starfish Coaching YouTube channel. And for more information about our online courses for design businesses, please visit our website at starfishcoaching.net.